0: Welcome to Paranormal Roundtable, PRT for short. My name is Josh Turner, also known as Wolf, and I'm joined today with my co-hosts, Michael Moran and Tony Mushu Long. Uh, Tony Long Mushu. Michael Moran. Okay, so Long is now your middle name. I thought I said it right that time. Mushu
1: is not my middle name. Oh my
0: gosh. Okay, all right. So
1: are you not Mushu anymore? I am Mushu, but I would appreciate it if you would uh, get my title correct, sir. All right. Your title? My title title? as the face of this group. Oh my gosh. In this podcast. Uh, I would (laughs) like you to respect me, (laughs) sir. Prima
0: prima donnas. All right. So, anyways, (laughs) Tony Long, also known as Mushu, and Michael Moran is with us today. Mike. Today we're going to talk. You're gonna you're gonna give us uh, a story, right? Yes, I am. Yes, folks. Let me get the, the the prelims or whatever you want to call them out of the way. The pleasantries. Everybody, we're glad that you're here joining us with the Paranormal Roundtable. Please like and subscribe on YouTube. Even if you listen to us on other platforms, uh, it helps us out if you if you can. Uh, we're trying to get build up our uh, our viewership on YouTube. We, we are getting quite a few views, but. Uh, Anyways, we're also involved in many groups. Mike, you want to tell them about your group?
2: Yeah, we're the Crypto Squad. Uh Pretty much we cover uh, almost every basis of cryptids. We uh, try and get a lot of great eyewitness accounts out there and stories. And uh, we, uh, you know, we just do our thing.
0: <laughs> Mike, you've been very helpful, too, in, in hooking me up with different people for different stuff. I mean, it's been, you've been good. And I appreciate that. And, uh I've tried to reciprocate by helping you get members and grow your group. And, and now your group is pretty much one of the most popular. It's very fast growing, um, over 1,200 members and counting. Cryptid Squad, guys. And uh, not to be confused with Cryptid Squad. It is now Cryptid Squad. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to even get into that. But uh, anyways, there's that. And then there's uh, Cryptids and Paranormal Reality with Laurie Shivers. I am so sorry, Lori. Okay. Lori Shivers, para, uh, uh, Cryptids and Paranormal Reality. And then we have uh Paranormal Roundtable with which is my main group, and then uh my wife Nellie has Paranormal Lounge and Tony has Paranormal. The, most,
1: the, the much
0: more uh superior paranormal encounters. Okay. So yeah, so he's got that one, Paranormal Encounters. So if you guys would like to, uh, to have some interesting discussions and talk cryptids, paranormal, UFOs, whatever you want to talk, uh, those are the groups to do it. Michael Moran, uh, Laurie Shivers, myself, uh, Josh Turner, Tony Long, Nellie Turner. Uh, so that being said, the the email is doswolfman88 at gmail.com, doswolfman88 at gmail.com. Hit us up uh, on the email, or you can send me a message if you're a friend with me on Messenger. You can send it to Tony, Tony Long. You can send it to Nellie Clinton. You can send it to Michael Moran, Anthony Moreno, any one of us. If you aren't getting a response from one, go to the next person. We are literally a group of people and we are a paranormal round table, Okay. We are Trapper Keeper. We are one. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's seen that episode of South Park was pretty funny. Anyways, folks, uh, we're not here to talk about all this other stuff. We're here to tell you some creepy stories and some crazy stories and some weird stories and whatever else, you know, whatever kind of stories that are out of the norm. Okay. That's what paranormal means to me. And that's what we're going to do tonight. And uh, we also have PRTPodcast.com. We have uh, all of our episodes on there. That's our our, um, our, our web- website. website. Yeah. And uh, we're also, we sell merchandise on there, go out there and get you a coffee mug or a shirt or, or a hoodie or a phone case and help support the show. We have a PayPal there. Uh, where you can make a donation if you don't wish to have any of our cool merchandise, which I don't know why you wouldn't. And we have stickers and whatever. So all that out of the way, all that being said, we have Michael Moran here. He's going to talk to us about, uh, I, I don't know what you would call it. Would you call it? Alien encounter, Mike. What would you call it?
2: Yeah, this pretty much was an alien encounter.
0: Okay, let's get started.
2: All right, and uh, real quick, I do have a T-shirt, y'all. So make sure you grab one of those. They are awesome. And I was showing that off right and left at the supermarket and everywhere I went, where this pandemic began, and it was awesome. Anyways, all right.
0: So what? You, the tell, so the shirts. The shirt looks nice on you, Mike. And. Mike, t- make sure you take a picture and put that on there for we can we can put it on the show. Picture of you wearing a shirt. Yeah.
2: Okay. This took place in nineteen ninety three. This a uh, particular story. Situation. I call it because it happened to me. So here it goes. I was coming home, it was around like one or two or three in the morning. I lived in Denver at the time. Pembroke is kind of like I mean. Fort Worth, Texas. Anyways, so I'm coming in through the door. It's late. I just got back from hanging out with friends. As I'm walking through my door, I'm coming down this little light. It's like a little section where it's got, like, the light and everything. Anyways, I take the right, going down the hallway. My dad had installed this attic fan, just to give a quick, brief description, and then I'll go back to the story. So the attic fan basically was in the middle of the hallway. And when you turn it on, and every you have to open up the windows. And what it does is it makes all this air come in. And it's kind of like it cools everything off. because I guess, you know, pretty hot in Texas and all that. Well, um, anyway, so as I'm walking down the hallway, I take a left. All of a sudden, I feel like I'm translucent. And I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Because I'm surrounded by this big, huge... Purple Ray. It's like a circle all around me. The best way to describe it is if you ever have seen the movie, episode three, where Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi get trapped, and they're surrounded by this Purple Ray. At this time, I'm just kind of like rocking back and forth as I'm in here. I'm just kind of like with my feet, You know, just kind of there, and I'm just kind of going back and forth, just trying to, like, look around, just trying to figure out what's going on. And then, all of a sudden, it gets, like, really bright. I mean, like, a big bright light. Okay, now, my mom's room and stepdad's room was, like, a little bit further down the hallway, and that's, like, to the right, and in between there's, like, a door and, like, a closet, and then across in there is my room, and then where I was standing... To me, it's like a restroom. So I'm just kind of rocking back and forth. When I was told that my mom, when she was laying down in her bed, my stepdad <clears throat> said, hey, tell him to turn off that light. I'm trying to sleep. And so she didn't get up. And But what she said was when she was looking through the bottom where the little closet door is, it looked like a white sheet, like a bunch of little white sheets coming through. And me, I'm just kind of like, you know, moving around. Okay, now, if you take a clock that's hanging on a wall, you know, the one that's got like the one that I use like in school and work and all that. Now you take it and you lay it down flat. Now follow me in my direction because this is how I was moving. So go counterclockwise, but go backwards and go from 12 o'clock to 11. That's how I started turning like left, like 10 and then I'm slowly going a little bit more to the left. And as I'm looking at this wall in my uh, hallway, there's like this little tiny dot and it starts off and it starts, for some reason I can just see it. I I, I don't know how to explain it, it just starts getting like bigger, like a little square and it gets in the shape of a rectangle and then I can see like the whole outside, everything. And from where I'm standing, I could just somehow see everything Just, like, such, I mean, like, just clear, clear as day. And I can see the light post, because outside we have, like, this light post in the way our house is. Um, The way the street goes, it kind of starts going from the bottom. and slowly, like, works its way up to the hill, and it goes back down. So our house is, like, right next to another uh, house, which was our neighbor's there. Um, Anyways, so I'm seeing this light post on the outside, and I'm just kind of looking at it. And out of nowhere, I'm going to make these sound effects, because this is how they moved. I saw these, like, creatures, and they came out fast, like, like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, six or seven, something like that. And they just come up really fast, and they're just kind of walking. And I, for some reason, I can see everything that's going on outside. Like, I can see them. And the best way to describe them, okay, They look like Lilo and Stitch and the eyes were like solid black and the ears were hanging down on the right side and left side like a puppy dog. Their skin color looked kind of like green, like an alligator. Kind of like, they look like basically little gremlins is what they look like. And they were walking on the sidewalk and as they took a left, going into the driveway. Because I actually saw one jump over the other one before they got down to the driveway to, like, right where the mailbox is. Anyways, one just kind of jumps over the other one and they're just walking. And they go down this driveway. And as they get closer, the doorbell just starts ringing. Like, ding, dong, ding, dong, ding. I was, like, really, really loud. And my stepdad, he yells at my mom. And he says, tell him to knock it off. I'm trying to sleep. So she gets up, and then she opens the door. I'm in the middle, and I can see her, and she just walks right through me. Like, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I'm just like a ghost or something. She just goes right through me, and she goes down the hallway. She takes the right, goes down, and then takes left, and then she's in that little area where the door is. And she, right when she opens it up, okay, when you take, like, a bathtub, And like you have a bunch of water or a sink and you're like doing dishes, but you have some water and you pull that little like plug that piece and you start seeing like a funnel. Like the water doing A funnel. Yes, exactly. When she opened that door, it was like a big funnel. Everything was going like, like that. And then everything just disappeared and it made a loud pop noise like, and i jump up off my bed and i go running down the hallway and i go to the door and i yell up no don't open the door and she turns around and she just starts yelling at me i mean you're talking about like chewing me out and i'm as she's doing this i'm like looking around trying to figure out what just happened like seriously what just happened and I don't like being yelled at and, like, man, anybody, seriously. And that's just, I'm just how I just you know. I love my mom and everything, but I just, I don't know, I just don't like being yelled at. I never have. And I'm just trying to figure out what just happened. And the whole time she's yelling at me, it's not even fazed me. So, like, I'm just, like, still, like, just trying to figure out what, what just freaking happened.
1: I like you still in shock, basically.
2: Yeah, and I'm confused, too, because I'm just, like, how did I get to the bed when I was coming in, going to where the area of the attic van is and the restroom is to the left of me? And all of a sudden, I'm just like, well, I don't even remember hitting the bed. All that thing I remember is coming through. And the best way to describe this light, it was bright. I mean, it was brighter than anything that I've ever seen. This light, the best way to describe it, if you took a flashlight, okay, and you took it as close as your eyeball as you could, like, and just left it there, the closest I could describe how bright that would be, and it didn't even compare it, it's like at the hospital, when they, like, look at you, you know, when they use that big bright light and stuff.
1: And they shine it in your eyes?
2: Exactly. And it it was brighter than all of that. Well, anyways, as time went by, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about this, like, just trying to figure out what happened. Because I was dealing with ghosts also, y'all. I was dealing with paranormal stuff since I've been six years old. I've been dealing with all kinds of stuff. Even when I moved into my new roommate's house, a lot of things happened. So pretty much... It went from like a ghost situation to that. And then back to the ghost situation. And I'm just sitting there thinking, like, that just pretty much took my mind off all the ghosts. <laughs> I was just like, wow, this is, uh, new. Anyway, so I got a chance to talk to my mom. We sat down one time and I said, Mom, I have a question to ask you. And I thought I was going to ask her because she was going to, you know, yell at me, bring up something, chew me out. But I said, just, you know, hear me out. Let me speak. When that night that the doorbell was ringing, I just had one question to ask you. How long were you at that door? She said, actually, she said she went outside looking. She went looking around. She was outside. She was at least outside for 15 minutes. We still talk about this from time to time, but she doesn't really like to hear to talk about it. But... She told me what happened on her end, where she was laying down on that bed, and she didn't want to get up, but she wanted to get up. And she said that it looked like a white sheet. I'm sitting there thinking that maybe this thing could have been so bright. Maybe she thought it was like a white sheet, but it wasn't like a white sheet. You know I mean? nothing could have been so bright that she was like halfway waking asleep. I mean, this was like one or two in the morning, you know. And usually, you know, if you wake up, your eyes got to adjust and stuff. I, I can't explain how two people can have the same dream, and we talked about this. And I straight up told her, "You opened the door. You know, you saw the light. You heard the doorbell ring." How can two people possibly have the same
1: dream? Okay, basically, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, and I like I, I don't recall laying down. I really don't. Now later on, my little brother he was playing video games. He's in the front of his plane. And I got two little sisters laying down on the couch. He turned around, and this is the only thing because I asked him if he's ever experienced anything because I'll tell him what happened to me, and he said that he did experience something. He said when he turned around, this thing was small because when I described mine to you they pretty much were coming up to my chest. Well, they did come up to my chest. I'm about five seven, so these things go on my ribcage, so they're probably like three foot four foot. He told me that he said he saw like a little thing in the house, and he said it just vanished and disappeared. He thinks that Bimber was the perfect landing field that's what my little brother said. Now I had been outside before, and I did see one thing in the sky, and I never like really thought about it to this day because we were just kind of both hanging on five eggs like a. Guy at night who doesn't and i just saw this thing go in a shape it looked like it was going in a shape the way the earth goes like just perfect and it just it had vanished and it didn't look like a shooting star so i mean it's very very impossible that what i experienced
0: so was... mike yes. let me ask you a question these things that that you saw i mean what what makes you think that they are alien in nature or scripted like flesh and blood as opposed to like something that's interdimensional spirit type thing?
2: That is a very, very good question. I'm going to tell you this. I had a chance to talk to my sister one time. She thinks it was all my subconscious. All right. Maybe she thinks I like had a dream. Okay. So before I answer that, I just want to say one thing. I've heard of a situation called the Kentucky Goblins. Okay, it was like way back in the fifties. I'm talking to this one guy that's in the crypto squad. We're just kind of chatting privately, and I described these creatures. But he thinks, quote unquote, that that is very similar to the Kentucky Goblins. I disagree because their ears are hanging up and the ears are hanging down. But this is really hard a question to answer because I really,
1: well, I mean, I you've really had like you said spiritual encounters before, so I guess it just felt like a bit different to you, or what,
2: yes, very much because I've actually seen a cloud of smoke in my back room in nineteen ninety three and that was very different from what I saw I actually was awake and I saw a cloud of smoke it looked like you could you take a cigarette, okay, and you were to puff it and look at it. That's what I saw up in the air, and I have actually have seen when I was laying down to go to bed when I was living at a four-bedroom place with my roommate, I had this little computer laptop, and I kept tapping the light, and I was looking at the door, and I was listening to the music, and I was using that as my nightlight, and every time I would tap it, I was hoping I'd be asleep. The fourth time, my eyes were getting a little heavier, I tapped it. I saw it look like a person walking through the door looking at me. So I would definitely say, from what I've seen, that those are ghosts. This is a possibility that this could be maybe extraterrestrial.
1: I mean, I just find it funny that like as soon as your mom opens the door, you immediately just blank out and for 15 minutes like no, you don't no one knows what's going on and you just suddenly wake up in your bed with no recollection of being near your room at the time so i mean like that that's the only thing like if it feels spiritual I, I wouldn't really understand what was going on right there of like how how the connection of her opening up the door and you immediately just blinking out
2: um like i said man it's just really hard to tell what happened and I, 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 if I had the chance, I've heard people can do hypnosis. I would love to try it just to see what happened in those 15 minutes. I don't know if that's like opening a doorway in case it was something spiritual or, or some kind of entity. I don't know if that would reopen another
1: Well, if doorway. it was like alien nature, like um, just... It just seems so weird that like you're seeing these things come at you and like trying to are just coming towards the house Uh, and your mom opens up the doorway and all of a sudden like supposedly letting them in and she goes outside to find them. So obviously she can't see anything. Uh, She doesn't see the, the creatures that you're seeing and you're just, you just blank out for 15 minutes. Like it's, it's a, it's a very, very weird, like little situation right there. And it just, it makes me wonder like what the heck they wanted from you. And how they managed to take you in, you know, in the physical realm and put you in like this I don't know how to say like it you know, to make you either make you take you out of that dimension basically and make you to where like you your mom just walked right past you and she couldn't see you at all. And they were basically like you were just a ghost or something and that you know, she like you were on the same area but on different planes.
0: When you were in this other area, Mike, did you were you able to see your house like everything looked normal to you? But
2: I was stuck like in that little purple beam and I was looking around.
0: Yeah, you could see everything like other than the purple beam, everything looked the same, right? Yeah. Okay. And but your mom couldn't she couldn't see you.
2: No, she said So and she went through the hallway, she just like opened up the, the door and went outside.
0: I would guess, I mean, you know, that, that that you were in some sort of like out of, maybe out of body. That's why you were able to see these creatures.
2: That's very possible. I, in the past, I used to have a lot of OBE, outer body experiences. And I did have a connection with a spirit that was a man with no
0: face. So that right there, it's a story for another time. So let me ask you this. The the man with no face, you had a connection with him?
2: It seems like it because uh, every time I was uh, at night, I kept uh, having a lot of bad dreams. And the very first time I remember, I um, was waking up. Actually, I wasn't awake, sorry. I thought I was awake and I was walking down the hallway And I seen this person in the hallway, and it was a man with no face.
0: So you would wake up, or what you thought was awake, but you were probably still sleeping, and you were out of body. How? When did this start? What age? Like the whole year of nineteen ninety three. It
2: started when I was laying down in my bed, and I had this poster that was like hanging on my wall, and I was laying down in my bed, and I saw this. I don't know how to explain it. It looked like it was blue but icy blue and it was like slowly coming out of the wall then my poster fell and I jumped up and I guess I ripped it in half and I turned on the light and I am like could actually see what was going on while I was asleep and I just bust out laughing and I'm like oh my god what a dream and all of a sudden I looked out at the poster and I thought that sucks and then I looked at it as I look at the part of the face, it's like this eye. I looked at the eye, and I just crawled up in fear. I'm like, whoa. And I just kind of crawled up in my bed, and I started looking around, and it's like 2 or 3 in the morning. I didn't go back to sleep until daytime. So
0: that's when I first started having the opening piece. How old were you?
2: 1993. So uh, I'm 46 now. Let's do the math here.
0: 19, 20, maybe you're 20. What, what what would be the significance of that in your life, that it would start then? Was it a house you were living in, or what What was it, Mike? I mean, what do you think it was?
2: As time went by, I remember running into a friend of mine that went to Western Hills High School like me, because we both went there. I asked him, because I had a lot of stuff that I went through. And then one day we had talked, and you know, I was dealing with some kidney issues, and he was kind of a, an officer working over at a JPS hospital. And I went up to him and asked him if he ever had uh, any experiences, like, seen anything, like, weird, you know, at night. I was just kind of seeing. He said that his grandmother did. And then uh, at night, like, she would see, like, people. And I saw an article later on as time went by, and it kind of, like, showed me a little bit of what happened. They said that there were a bunch of
0: Indians and settlers in that area. I don't understand what the tie-in, though, to these creatures would be, though. That's the only thing. Have you heard of like uh, the machine elves? No. You don't know what that is? Well, people that, that take DMT, I don't know, Tony, if you know about this, but people who've taken DMT, they supposedly see these little what they call machine elves. I know my brother has talked about it. He hasn't taken DMT, but he's always talking about that kind of stuff that, that piercing the veil into the other dimension or whatever. And they claim that when well, several people that I've seen, you know, like little clips of them talking about it, one, no, actually two people I know who have actually taken it say that they've actually, that that, that that's happened, that they see these weird little entities, these weird creatures that they can only describe as like gremlins or machine elves machine elf this is like just i don't know why that term is what they call them as but they're like they're working behind the scenes and they're like bouncing around doing stuff and they have little pointy ears now you said that the ears were, were describe the ears again mike
1: well they're droopy down and they're drooping down yeah right? and they're kind of like dog ears
2: the ears are going to hang down like a puppy
1: were they pointed or were they grounded like a.
2: they are rounded they weren't
0: pointed the only way I could describe that is like the small green, and you said that it was reptilian, like crocodile skin. The ears hung down, with really big feet, like like a like a reptile.
2: Yes, but they have that gremlin look too.
0: And they're yes. small.
1: And they're small, like small reptilians. How big would you say though? Like you know, two feet, three feet. Yeah, how tall? Like a small child. Okay, three or... to four. Probably
2: three to four feet, because I'm like five seven where my rib is.
0: So they're not like little dewindy size. They're they're like uh, small child. Like so. yeah, like like maybe little people. Yeah. So the eyes were, solid were were solid black. black. Yeah. Did they give off like a malevolence? Did you? Did they say anything to you? Was there any kind of like? What was your interaction with them? I mean,
2: when I was stuck in this perforate as I was moving around, it was almost like. When this little square went up and this rectangle was, I saw everything. All I can tell you is when they came out, they came out fast. It's like they just shot out,
0: shot out like, uh, like, like. How, did they come out of like a black void? Did they come out of the out of the what? What? what how did they shot out of what?
2: Where the light? Okay, where the light post was, because I like could see outside They just like, and that right there, they just like. It's almost like, you know, when we watch Back to the Future, the DeLorean just comes out of nowhere.
0: They just instantly materialize, like boom, 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 boom. They were just materialized. That fast. Okay, yeah. And they didn't just, like, like go from the, their feet up to their head. They were just, boom, there.
2: They were there. And when they were walking, I saw one in the middle, and he just went, went over one, and they just
0: kept going. And you, and you And the instinct, your instincts tell you that they were alien or what does it say to you? Like, what does your gut tell you? Like, if you had to say, well, I just giving it like what these are, like, what would you think they were?
2: Well, since I've never encountered these things or dealt with them again, knock on wood. Anyways, I think that with the bright light and the purple ray and them coming out that fast, I'm definitely saying that they are definitely not from here.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, obviously there's, you don't see those walking down the street, Mike, but I mean, like, I mean, I guess some people might, I mean, I remember a story kind of similar to that. Like I have a story kind of similar to that. I don't know if this is, it's not exactly that same way, but, uh, someone that, that used to live, like was my neighbor when I was a teenager and funny that you're talking about 1993. I thought that was weird. Um, 1993, this might have actually been in 1992 or 93, Mike, when I'm going to tell you this, this is weird. Now, folks, I don't, Mike, this is me kind of interviewing Mike. We have not told this story. Like Mike has not shared this story with me, um, up until tonight. You actually have shared it with my wife, I believe, right? Yes. She told me that you, you weren't ready to talk about it yet when you were, Then you would talk to me about it. And so tonight's tonight, you're telling me about it. So I'm getting it fresh here. But uh, that's why all the the questions, like I'm interrogating you and repeating and all that, Mike, it's not, I'm not, I'm just trying to get all the, the details for everyone and listening at home or in your car or at work or wherever you're at or at the disco. So anyways, this story I got was a neighbor friend of mine that lived in my apartment complex when I was a teenager. When I first moved to Austin, it was ninety one, I think, or something like that. Um, And I think this was a ninety two, I want to say. And th- my friend, I don't want to say his name because you know, I mean, anyway, I don't know if he ne- wants me to tell this story about you know because he's got a business and everything. But he was asleep in his bed. And he was telling me that a blue light, now they've heard this before, like different colored lights, like blue, I've heard purple, yellow, different, because I have some of these stories, but nothing that looks like this other than this I can think of. He told me that there was a blue light that came into his room. He said that he thought it was a dream, but these three tall entities appeared in his room through the blue light. Like they just materialize in the room. They were extremely tall. And the way he described them were, was just the quintessential grays, the black eyes that these were really, really tall. They were almost touching the ceiling. And he said that around these three gray aliens that popped into his room and he thought he was dreaming at the time, but then he was like, Whoa, it was like, it was real. Like, you know, Like, he, I guess, convinced himself that it was a dream, whatever. But it was, to me, he was out of his body and he was seeing it. That's what I think. But that these three grays popped into his room and then there were these little, like, uh, greenish-brown gremlin-type entities. There were about four of them. And they were kind of walking around the grays and they were doing stuff. Like, they were handing them things and whatever, and that they were moving stuff around in his room and that they were touching things and grabbing things. What's interesting to me is that around that same time, I had a dream, but I am really, really convinced that it was just a dream. Like I really think it was a dream. It does, I've, I've had out-of-body experience. It didn't feel like that. It didn't seem like that. It seemed very dreamlike to me and not even really lucid dream, but just like a dream, like you dream about it. And I was in my room and the same thing happened. There was like a blue light and these these gray type beings came into my room and did the same thing, started moving stuff around. But it seemed like it was it was very for my friend that hap- that it happened to that I went to high school with at that time. It seemed like it was more like it was more real. Like he was experiencing it, like he sat up in bed. In what he later convinced himself was a dream, but but at the time when it really happened, it was like it was really happening. Whereas for me, uh, it was like a dream. Like, I think it was a dream. Like, I remember it completely as a dream. It wasn't like I was convincing myself that it was a dream. But they did something different, and I don't remember. I remember these tall, thin, gray beings, but I don't remember these little green, brown, mud-looking creatures that he was describing them. He said their skin looked like mud mixed with like moss. And I, I I wish that I would have gotten a better detail of to tell you because I don't know whether they looked reptilian or not. He just said that they looked like little chubby gremlins. And that's the only way he could that's the only way he described it to me and our other friend at that time. And uh I had a dream that was prior to that. Like w- the the dream I had was prior to that. I mean, I'm talking like a few days maybe. And, uh, my friend that was there with us, we always hung out in high school With well, he was just thinking we were crazy. He's like, y'all are crazy. Um, so like, like, I don't really say that I have had encounters with anything unless I know a hundred percent, like I can say, I really was completely aware that, you know, this was, like I said, just a dream folks, but it is a weird coincidence that this friend of mine from high school had the same kind of experience, only his was more uh, realistic. And I think that he was in his bed when this happened. I'm still remembering the layout of the apartments, the way, you know, there would have been a window right there to the left of his bed where he claims that they came in and his dad always worked nights. And so he was always there by himself in this two bedroom apartment. And I remember, Always being able to go over there anytime and play Super Nintendo. That's how far back this was, folks. We're old. <laughs> so, I remember being able to go over there and play Street Fighter and whatever until 1, 2 in the morning until I got tired. And then I'd go home. And sometimes I'd even fall asleep over there and his dad would come home and be like, boy, what are you doing over here? And uh, he's a pretty good guy, but he, he didn't care. He's a single parent. He was real cool. And uh, my mom was okay with it as long as I was over there at their house. Um, she trusted them. They were cool. So yeah, it was always like, you know, us just kind of hanging out. And sometimes I'd get up and go walk across the parking lot and go to my apartment and get ready for school. And then we'd, we'd go to school together, but he's a really good friend of mine. And, uh, like I'd fall asleep in the living room playing Nintendo or whatever.
1: And while he's over there being, being abducted. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, I wasn't there that night that that happened. Uh, and I've recently tried to get a hold of that guy, you know, because I got another story that's very similar with the blue light that went into someone's vehicle. But I'm, I'm going to get into that maybe in another time. But my friend, when I was when I was a teenager, I reached I reached out to him because I tried to look for threads, and I and I and he hasn't gotten back with me. But I haven't talked to him since I was in my 20s, and and he's kind of you know he got married and had kids and stuff, and I don't I don't know what he's doing now. But that story he told me, you know, where this like blue light came through the window uh it wasn't purple it was like a light blue light and what's what's funny though is the light that i remember was almost like a uh aqua color whereas the light that he remembers was like a a darker blue i don't know we kind of compared notes on that and the little creatures he was talking about i wish so so much that i could have got a better description of them from him but uh that's very interesting mike um I am going to have to do more research and try to find out more about these little machine elves and figure out what the descriptions are because all I have are like the, you know, the, the two people that had told me about it, they were literally telling me about these when I was in a bar drinking and I had nothing to write it down. And I couldn't commit it to memory when you're slamming Guinness and Tawaka. So, (laughs) so, But, but I was completely sober in the lunchroom at school, uh, where I went to high school with this guy when he told me this story. And for whatever reason, I never really asked him about it again. I didn't revisit it. And I never really, it's weird. It was like usually with anything weird and unusual like that, I would always go back and re and I would revisit it and ask again, here's what's weird folks. I'm going to tell you right now with this whole alien phenomenon, with the reptilian thing. It's almost like there's something that tries to tell me to leave it alone, not to talk about it. It's like something in you telling you don't question it. It's like we're not supposed to be asking questions about it. And any and I'm, there's been witnesses that I've talked to about the reptilian thing and about aliens and UFOs and stuff, and it always seems like there's something there trying to keep me from asking questions. I'm not saying that there's like, uh, the men in black are showing up and that I need to go and write a book about it, you know, whatever. What I'm talking about is there's something there um, or that I'm not, I'm not writing a book about it or trying to stop me. What I'm saying is like, there's something there when I try to get these stories that seems like it's trying to make me not do it and just be lethargic about it and not follow up on it. And I, I seem to have a harder time being as tenacious about it as I am with the whole ghost dog, man, Bigfoot uh, type phenomena. And it's just as important to me to get these stories, but I feel like there's some sort of block there, which is weird. And I was talking to a very, uh, famous prominent author not too long ago, and they were telling me and Tony that they don't pursue the reptilian thing. Yeah. And they were like very adamant that they don't, they didn't and want they to talk. stay away from it. They stay away from it. They don't want to talk about it and because it, it scares them. And there's something they think that there's a lot to it. And, uh, yeah. But these little creatures you're talking about, when you describe them as being reptilian, I think there's something to that. My friend said that what happened to him, he talked about it like it was real. Well, he kind of got made fun of by our friend that was at lunch with us. And then later on, that friend went and told another friend, they kind of teased him in the library about it. And I think he just kind of made himself think it was a dream. And for whatever reason, I didn't bother to like stand up for him, which I usually would have. And I didn't bother to tell any of them, well, I had a weird dream like that. You know, I didn't really try to go get into it. You know, I just felt like there was something making me not say anything, just leaving it alone. I mean, I told him about my dream, whatever, but I didn't like try to go and defend him further. You know, I didn't, And uh, I regret that. I regret that I didn't uh, get more of a description on it too. Plus, I was young, you know. But, anyways, that that's that. Can't really make heads or tails of like what the agenda was there, what they were doing there. I mean,
1: Uh, they were probably just trying to uh, catch his new comics. You know, where they're from, they don't have the newest, the latest uh, Mad Max or or whatever comics that. We're back in the olden times.
0: Mad Max? I don't know.
1: I don't know what you guys. The you,
0: olden times? What is this? You guys are this? reading. Now we're being attacked by millennials. The, y'all are worse than the gremlins. Mike, are you hearing this guy? What is this? What is Mad <laughs> Max? That's like a movie, dude. What are you talking about? I don't know what you guys are. The olden stuff. What you, what no, you we treating? played with those little those little uh, cups with the stick, and we tried to make the ball with the string. I do no go- what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, it was just, from the Incan days, dude. That's what we uh, played with. Yeah, and, we, and then we had the stick we rolled with the, with the, the, the loop yeah yeah, okay. yeah, with the stick we rolled it with a stick until it mm-hmm. fell down mm-hmm. right mike <laughs> that's right <laughs> then i sat on my little wooden hobby horse and was like ee, 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 back and forth back and forth all day never got bored of it because it was the most exciting thing next to being in a covered conestoga wagon
1: hey you're telling me this is just yeah, history? because when me, i though.
0: was a boy there's nothing but indians in this country i was a pioneer i was a settler
1: well, i didn't even know that so i appreciate you letting me know Give about me a break, about that, dude.
0: Mad <laughs> Magazine, is that what you're talking about? Mad yeah, Magazine, yeah, is that probably, what you're referring to? You? Yeah. Okay, obviously I've been triggered, folks, because this kid just <laughs> seriously just got under my skin. Y'all were looking at Mad Max or whatever, how you goofy talk, whatever. Look, man, we had all the cool stuff. We had Spider-Man, we had Iron Star Man, Wars, Thor, fans. Star Wars. We had, all, we had the cooler stuff, actually. Mike, in fact, let's take a really quick stroll down memory lane in the 80s. We had G.I. Joe. The best toys ever made to play with—they were awesome, P- fully posable. You could have all kinds of wars and stuff with them. You had Transformers, and you had He-Man. You didn't even yeah. need anything else. But then you also had Thundercats. I mean, we had everything, dude. It was—it was the best time to be a kid. Then, as as time went on, the toys got dumber. I think Ninja Turtles was the last cool toy, and after that, there was nothing. It was just a bunch of garbage, and then it, just all video games. Everything was, that was it. That's all it was. And then it became running around just shooting and throwing grenades like I saw Zane doing for two hours like a zombie in front of the TV the other day. And then starting it over, doing it again, starting it over, doing it again with the attention span of a gnat. Okay. That's cool. So that's, you know, whatever. And so we had the cool stuff. I don't know what you're talking about. We had Street Fighter Two and Mortal Kombat. The real stuff, man. It was good stuff. Playstation, Arcades. PlayStation One. I remember PlayStation One. I still Draw. got a PlayStation One with the little flip screen on it. One of them. That was high tech. Anyways, yeah, this kid doesn't know what he's talking about. He's over here making fun of us like we're old Mad Max. I don't even know what the heck. They're... Is there even a Mad Max comic? I don't even think there is. I don't know.
2: If it's done, <laughs> it's probably done by Dark Horse.
0: Dark Horse would All be right. the one to do it. They they're the ones that did Terminator versus uh, Aliens versus Predator. Wasn't Archie it? Yeah. Oh yeah, they did Archie. Yeah, but they, they, they did Terminator versus Predator, and then they did Judge Dredd versus Predator, and then Alien. They did all these other ones. Yeah, my buddies used to used to collect all those Dark Horse, and then Dark Horse when they had Star Wars was really really cool too. I mean, we could nerd wow. out if you want to. I mean, I'm not big on fiction books like all those Graythorn, Hawkman, whatever the heck those books with the fantasy, all that. I'm not into all the science fiction. But I'm into some pretty cool, like, I'm into the the Marvel, DC, Transformers, that kind of stuff. That's cool. I'm into the graphic novels.
1: Yeah. I mean, Lord Baltimore I mean, I I will joke around, but I I really am envious of uh, the toys that you guys had back in the day because the stuff that I had growing up was just crap, absolute crap. I mean, it's something that you could play with for about five, six minutes and get bored of because it's the same thing over and over again. Well, you know, your little sister
0: when she was growing up, she was kind of a tomboy and she always asked for action figures every Christmas and birthday and that's what I got her. Yeah. And she had a pretty cool collection of the fully posable Star Wars figures. Now, when we were kids, we had those little Kenner Star Wars figures and they were stiff. The arms and legs were stiff and it's like, you know, you couldn't do anything like make them pose like the cool poses and stuff, you know, like the movie. They were just like sticking their arms stuck straight out and that was pretty much it. You remember that, uh, Michael?
2: Yeah, I have a Jawa figure to this day, so all <laughs> he can really do is just stand there. Yeah,
0: a li- little, little guy. He was a little bitty guy with a robe. Yep. Yep. And Vader Vader's lightsaber was like a little lever that you pushed under his in the side of his arm and a little tube would come out. That was his lightsaber. And then and then their their capes were like like more like nineteen eighties vests that they wore. It was so silly. The way that they looked, him and him and Obi Wan Kenobi.
1: Yeah, but I also it's cool because I think you know having toys like that stimulates your imagination a lot more. Like I feel like that's something that uh, my little sister was able to do. Was like I remember her just spending hours just playing with those toys instead of, you know, compared to me just being glued in front of a TV and not being able to really think outside the box.
0: Yeah, and that's unfortunate because the you know, but it was it was fortunate that she was able to unfortunate for you, but unfortunate for her that she uh, was able to have that because the GI Joes had made a resurgence and they were re releasing them all of them, like the you know, remember the Dreadnoughts? I don't know if you remember those, uh, those those all Australian biker dudes or whatever. <laughs> the – uh, they had those. They had the the twins uh, like all those different the Cobra Commander and Serpentor and all those guys. They had all those I like guys. Destro. 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 They had cool. de I, I got a Destro and all of them, you know. They had all the different Joes, um, you know, Bazooka and all the Flint, you know, and Lady J. I mean, it was it was cool. We had the cool stuff. But uh anyways, enough of that. We're talking about um these machine elves and creatures and whatever it is that you encountered. I don't know what those are. I'm not even going to say, you know, but but it was striking. The story you told very similar to what my buddy in high school claimed to have seen.
1: Either way, if it's spiritual or UFO, it's such a weird story. The fact that, you know, if if it was a... Well, it's not UFO because it's
0: not an unidentified flying object.
1: Well, I mean, like, alien. In, in alien nature, in, in nature. Yeah. And if it was alien in, in, in nature, I want to know how they were able to you know, take you away from that, that physical realm to where your mom just didn't see you anymore. Like what this beam did to, to be able to make you, to to take you out of that, um, that dimension or whatever. And if it is spiritual, then, you know, that's a, I wonder, like you said, you don't remember ever going to bed. So even before, you know, all this happened, you, you were thinking that you were awake. So what, where and how, That you went, like, how you ended up in your bed is so weird to me because, you know, yeah, it's just a creepy thing to think about. I
2: just wanted to say something real quick to you. I didn't really tell too many people back in the day, and I did tell my roommate Aaron about that. And he believed 100% that that was aliens. So that's kind of what got me thinking it was could possibly be aliens. But I never knew I never knew how to explain it, and to this
0: day, I just. One of the things, Mike, that's that, that's that's telling to me is when I when I woke from my dream, things were I don't remember anything specific, but I remember things being kind of moved around in my room, and I wa- I woke up and I went to the bathroom and I remembered my dream as I was taking a shower, and then I started looking around my room and I had like a few hats that I that I had bought. And uh they were moved around. It looked like things had been moved around to me and it happened to my friend too, like he said the same thing, like things were moved around and you know and and it's, you know we're talking about action figures and transformers at that time you know i I had a box of transformers and g i Joe's that I lugged around with me everywhere I lived for twenty years, and I think that i the last time I saw them, my mom sold them I think it, I told her she could keep them, sell them, whatever. I think it was like 2009 or something. Last time I saw this big box of G.I. Joe's, the rubber band thing in the middle always breaks on them after, like a, long, after a while. It gets brittle. And uh, temperature changes or whatever. But I remember that there was a box of toys that I had uh, in the closet. And it looked like some of them were missing. Like, um... I remember in particular, I always, my favorite figures, Snake Eyes, Storm Shadow, those two G.I. Joes, I don't know if you remember those, Michael, but, like, those were two of my favorites. And I remember going through them one day and and looking, and they were gone. I did have, like, a different version of Storm Shadow, the newer one, but I didn't have the old one that I'd always had, the white white uniform. And I didn't have my original Snake Eyes. They were gone, and I always thought that maybe these things took them you know (laughs) it's like because it was back in the early 90s and like the 80s had just happened so I mean it wasn't that it was only a few years before that that I had collected those and I'd kind of grown out of them of course by that point I wasn't playing with toys but I had them in a box right there and either in the closet or by the closet and and I don't know years later when I was looking through them with uh somebody and I just somebody that I was going out with at the time, and we I was gonna show her these figures or whatever. Well, she had asked, and um, they were gone. I don't know what happened to them. It's funny, we started talking about the 80s and all that. So, ruled. the 80s were cool, man. I mean, we could do a show just about the 80s, but it, this is a paranormal show, so. It wouldn't really be, people would probably not be wanting to tune in. Our kind of audience would not be tuning in to let us talk about Soundwave and, and Optimus Prime. But, uh, yeah, folks, that's all the time we have for tonight. Um, we're going to wrap this one up. Mike, I appreciate you coming on and telling your story. It was compelling. Uh, Thank food, you for food. What you say. I mean, food for thought, dude. Like, what, what was that? That's crazy. It's always good to hear eyewitness people that are willing to come on and talk about their stuff. You know, a lot of people aren't. And a lot of people have a hard time with it. I know that you had waited a while because you had told Nellie and, and, uh, I asked her, uh, and she said, uh, no, I can't tell you because Michael told me not to say anything. And she's like that. And so I was like, okay. And so I just was, I said something really rude and just walked out. No, I'm just kidding. I did not. I told her I respect that. And I said, eventually I'll uh, maybe Michael will be willing to come on and talk about it. And here you are. And, uh, it is, it is a trippy story and uh, I believe you, I don't think you're making it up. And um, I appreciate, and Mushu, I'm sure appreciate you coming on.
1: Oh, yeah, I do, and if you you know did make it up, then you're probably one of the most creative guys I've ever seen, because that's that's an in- crazy story. And um, I appreciate you you coming on and, t- and telling us about it and having having a discussion with us.
0: You know, that's another thing too. People are always like, "Ah, this is all bullcrap." Every time somebody tells a story that happened to them, you know, and I'm thinking, how many people out there? are able to just, see, like, their their imaginations are just that great that they can tell us all these these stories. I mean, I, I, I get stories constantly. I mean, constantly. When I talk about a subject on the show, I get three or four stories out of it. No, no bull. I mean, Tony can attest to that. And it's like, you know, are all these people creative writers? Are they all imagining these things? Because if so, then we have a lot of people with great, I mean – talent talent you need to be out there writing books or some kind of fiction or something some you know i'm not a big fiction person i don't like fiction but a lot of people do so you know if y'all are out there making all these stories up then y'all need to be out there selling books and writing some stuff about this different stuff but uh anyways that's all the time we have for tonight and uh i want to thank everybody for tuning in so hopefully the uh the little gremlins and machine elves are not uh, trying to get you and uh, everybody out there stay safe